If you're seeking a miracle, need a healing, or even desire to receive the forgiveness of your sins, then you have a God-ordained calling to be focused on developing great mountain-moving faith. And praise God, you're going to achieve it as the Holy Spirit helps establish His teaching in the Word of God in your heart. Welcome to episode number 11 of the Be Healed podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hannett. We're so happy that you're with us. I want to personally welcome you to this awesome journey of discovering truth that truly sets you free. I want to encourage you to follow or subscribe to the Be Healed podcast, and then you'll never miss any of the new episodes that are published weekly. All right, go ahead, grab your Bible, or simply sit back, listen, as God develops your faith for miracles through His Word. When A lot of people think about developing great faith or miracle faith. They will often think about the very famous kind of preachers or healing ministers. Uh, They may think of somebody like Billy Graham or A.A. Allen or Smith Wigglesworth uh, or Oral Roberts or somebody like that. And they will sometimes think, well, those were special individuals that we can't do what they did. Well, I want to tell you today, I've got great news. Uh, We're supposed to do what they did, and we're supposed to do what the apostles did, what the disciples did, what the uh, receivers of God's grace did in the Word of God. Nowhere in the Scripture does it describe that God has destined uh, some of His children to be sick and doubting. Uh, Praise God, He has destined each of us to be able to flow in a supernatural faith. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Even to be saved, the Bible teaches that we need to have faith. Abraham was justified by faith. In John 3.16, the very famous verse about salvation, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You can't even move through a few pages of the New Testament without being saturated with the will of God for his sons and daughters to believe him. And we're not speaking just about a fragile, shaky, unstable kind of faith. We're talking about the kind of faith that weathers storms, that breaks through barriers, that moves mountains, that overcomes long-term sicknesses and diseases. And the great news is that this faith can be developed. A lot of people in Christianity sometimes think, well, now that I've gotten saved, Everything should just be done automatically, and many things in the Christian life just are not like that. In fact, it, it, it's the opposite. God provides for us, but it's our job to cultivate the seed that he places within us. It's our job to study, to show ourselves approved, the scripture says. It's our job to seek his face. It's our job to repent 
You see, these are all responses to the grace of Almighty God that He has given to us. And so the reality is that Jesus has given to us in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, it says that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Yes, he's planted a seed of faith, but it's up to us to cultivate and develop and nurture that God-given faith that he's placed in our heart. Now, this is great news. I mean, when I speak about this, I get so excited, and I want you to also get excited because it means that regardless of how much you've struggled with doubt or feel you failed in the area of faith, you should know that you don't need to continue down that pathway. You can develop faith to move mountains, and that's when your healing is going to break through. It isn't enough to listen to this podcast or preachers or anything else and, and just expect automatically that knowledge is going to translate into breakthrough. You see, knowledge has to be received with faith. The Bible describes that even Israel, uh, that the word was spoken to them, but when it wasn't mixed with faith, it didn't produce. So this is an area of great opportunity. I don't want anyone to get down on themselves uh, or, or, or condemn themselves for not believing the way they could have. Let's be focused now on changing. Let's be focused on changing our mind and repenting about doubt. Well, okay, let's take a look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, because if we're going to develop our faith, we need to understand what faith is. And it says in Hebrews 11, 1 again, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is the literal substance of something that you're expecting. That word hoped for in the Greek literally translated means expecting. It's the evidence of something that is not yet seen. So faith is a confidence and a reality that says, I shall see the thing that I cannot see now, but I hope that it will come to pass. In other words, we expect it to happen. So faith is a substance of a very sure and confident expectation of something that is not yet seen. Now, having said that, faith is not a feeling, therefore. It's not just the thoughts we think, but rather it's a deep confidence inside the heart of a person that truly expects and receives what God has promised in his written word. Now, there are a whole lot of reasons why we need and want to grow our faith. The first one we said was that we can't please God without faith. We can't be saved without receiving God's word, the gospel, the message of the good news of Jesus Christ dying on the cross. We need to believe that he died there and took our sin and bore our sicknesses. We, we need to believe God in order to receive his promises. 
But the reality is that it goes further than just getting into heaven, for example, for the receiving of the grace of the forgiveness of your sins. Jesus goes much further than that. In Mark 9, verse 23, it says, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. In Matthew 19, 26, it says, but Jesus looked at them and said to them, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. In Matthew 21, verse 21, it says, so Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. My goodness, these three verses are describing that we can access the miraculous, limitless power of God. Now, this is not a preacher claiming these things. This is Jesus Christ, the Son of God himself, saying, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Now, I want you to take a minute and think about the things that you may have thought are impossible to change. Maybe it's you're praying for your children, or maybe you're praying for a spouse. Maybe you're praying for a marriage that looks like it will never get strong and healthy again. Maybe you're praying for a sickness to depart from your body. Maybe you're praying for a financial situation. Whatever it is, the Bible is saying, if you can believe all things, are possible to that person. That means we should be every day on a pursuit and a journey, on a mission to grow our faith in Jesus and in his written covenanted promises so that we would never lack the things that God said we could have in him. The other reason why we need to be able to really have a passion for growing great faith is to recognize that doubt itself is a cursed thing. Doubt is not part of a blessed life. Doubt is the lack of faith, and it's the thing that will prevent us from receiving God, even prevent us from going to heaven, being with Jesus for eternity, because he said that we needed to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Now, doubt can be very subtle, but it's a very real way of revealing that we don't trust God that we don't believe what he says, that we don't believe who he is. When faith in Hebrews 11.6 was telling us that we must believe that he is, a lot of people aren't living their life from the perspective that he is. They're rather asking, is he? Is he faithful? Is he trustworthy? Is he all-powerful? Is he the one who really died? Is he the Savior? Is he the only way to heaven? But faith says he is faithful. He is powerful. 
He is a healer. He is a redeemer. He is a savior. And so we don't want to live in a realm of the question. We want to live in the realm of the revelation. And so it is absolutely necessary for us to live in a place where we are believing. Another another reality of why we want to grow faith is because whatever we believe is what our life is going to reflect. And what we believe is what we're going to receive. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 9, when he met two blind men there, they were crying out for him to heal them. And he said, do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. And the Bible says, then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. Well, your life today and the condition of your life right now is a reflection of the level of faith that you've been walking in. But we can move to greater degrees. We can grow our faith and then it will be according to that new level of faith in our life. And I don't know about you, but that is awfully exciting. All right, so let's get into it. Key number one that we're going to go over of building great faith is to take your eyes off of your doubt. I can't tell you how frequently when people come to me as a pastor and they are asking me to help them grow faith or move to a new level or get a breakthrough, that they begin studying their problem. They study their weakness. They study their doubt. And I want to tell you that that is not the way to freedom. You don't need to study something that is cursed. You, in fact, need to take your eyes off of that and put them upon Jesus. Uh, let me give you an example of this concerning fear. If, if, you're, if you're bound by fear, to study your fear will actually strengthen your fear. You'll be looking at what you're afraid of. You'll be looking back for some trauma in your life. And sometimes when we look too deeply at those things and take too much time studying those things, we wind up becoming impacted by the very thing we're trying to break free from. Well, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, listen to this understanding. It says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Well, I believe that this is the prescription for how to grow. I'm not supposed to study my fear. I should instead study and receive and grow in God's love. As the love of God is growing, as the love of God is being perfected in my life, what's happening to fear? Well, praise God, it's departing. It's being cast out. The way to overcome fear is to build up love. As you build up love, you're starving fear and it leaves. And that's why the Bible is saying, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. In other words, there is a void 
or a lacking of love. And in that lack is the fear. Well, I believe we can apply this lesson and revelation to the area of faith and doubt. Where I am doubting God, I am lacking faith. If I were to focus on developing faith, then I will not doubt. It's so wonderful that while I'm believing God, while I'm walking in faith, while I'm growing in faith, my doubt is weakening, lessening, and it can grow to such a degree that your doubt is gone. And that's the goal. I want you to understand that God doesn't say that it's unrealistic to believe with all your heart. In fact, it's the opposite. The Bible tells us in Proverbs that we should trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding. And if you look at the text there in Proverbs, it it describes that it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. I mean, this is amazing that 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 complete trust uh, is going to bring that. Let me read it to you. It's Proverbs chapter three, verse five. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. And here's verse eight. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Yes, the Bible is teaching us that we need to believe God with all our heart and automatically it will be health to our flesh and strength to our bones. So number one, we want to take our eyes off of the doubt. We don't want to study it. We don't want to try to analyze it. We just want to look and to begin to develop our faith. Key number two is probably one of the most, if not the most important key to develop faith. It is the quintessential center of all things to develop faith. And it is the revelation in Paul's letter to the Romans in chapter 10, verses 14 to 17. It says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things, but that they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, who has believed our report? And here it is in verse 17. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Yes, key number two to developing great faith is hearing the word of God. Now, a lot of people don't understand the power of this because they erroneously learned that the word of God is simply a collection of fragmented teachings, moral sayings, cool quotes by Jesus, 
And they didn't know that the word is literally the revelation of the very mind and heart of God. In John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. The Bible is describing that his word is himself. In other words, you cannot separate his word from his I am being. If you know him, you'll know the word. And if you know the word, you'll know him. And so our spirit and that seed of faith that has been implanted to us becomes filled with faith as it becomes filled with the word of God. Now, the average person, believer in Jesus, doesn't read the Bible, doesn't read it much at all. They go to church and even within many messages, it's filled with a lot of human knowledge and not a lot of word. And so the amount of of supply to their life is so small, they're not building up the faith. Uh, The way I can describe it is if you were to see somebody uh, so skinny and emaciated and, and skin and bones because they were lacking the nutrition, you would look at them and say, my goodness, we've got to get some electrolytes in you. We've got to get some glucose in you. We've got to get some vitamins and nutrients and energy and food in you because you're sick and because you need it for your body. Well, in the same way, if we were to look at a lot of Christians spiritually, they've been starving in the area of a diet of the word of God. We were created to not only be saturated with the word of God, but to be filled with it, consumed by it, empowered by it. And Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now, I'm going to stop here and just give you a awesome encouragement to open up your Bible. I mean, right after, if you're able, right after listening to this podcast, I want you to begin reading from the Gospel of Matthew and begin to read it slowly and allow it to soak up inside of you and to allow it to begin to nourish you. I believe that you're going to have the same testimony of many people that have shared it with me. They said, Pastor, it's changing my life. So let's do it. Let's obey the word of God right now. And let's understand that faith is going to come as we hear and hearing by the word of God. It is time to make the decision that you are going to move the mountain in front of you. I want you to rebuke discouragement. I want you to command it to leave in the name of Jesus. I want you to declare that you are a child of God. You're destined and created to believe God with great mountain moving faith. And you're not going to stop until you are experiencing the miracles and the breakthrough that are going to glorify God in heaven. I'm going to continue this teaching in part two. We're going to be learning more keys of how to build 
great faith in your life. It's always an honor to be with you. Get in that Bible, and I look forward to bringing part two next week into your life. I love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Be Healed podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett, and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone, and you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of Every House, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.